we we don't have kids and we have dates like that. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad because a free time in Target, that's the dream. It is, uh, <laughs> I'm glad someone said it. Chris, I'm so distracted by your beard. <laughs> oh, uh, I trimmed it today for, for both of you. <laughs> it looks really good. I mean, you got it. That's like that's very, nice, it's like opaque. Beard. You've got it's a no really, matter. you've got a strong soul patch transition from like the lip down. That's very, it's power. It's almost intimidating. It's a lot of uh, petting. You have to pet it yeah. and, and, you know, take care of it. Yeah. You, his, his just goes out though. And you so, can grow a beard. I can grow a beard? Oh, you mean like a legit, oh, so you're basically saying I have like a wannabe beard. Well, from afar, it looks like you could grow a really, really big beard. So you're saying that I could grow a real man's beard. <laughs> I'm just saying you, uh, you're a little short right now. Yeah, nice. Was, nice. You guys last night, she's like, I can't breathe. Your mustache is suffocating. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So quick intro. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. It's I mean, good evening. Good evening. It is late. Night. This is the latest for sure we've ever done one of these. Mm-hmm. But we would move mountains to accommodate our love fest couple today who are so lovely to join us. We are joined by Bachelor Nation royalty. In my opinion, one of the, did I just hear a snicker? <laughs> no, but for real, I think that they're just really one of the franchise's best couples. They're the pre, the first, they were the last pre-social media Oh, couple. that's, an, yeah, that's actually kind of true. Yeah. You guys were really sort of on that cusp. Congratulations. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Desiree and Chris. Yep. And Desiree, by the way, has a lovely podcast called Heart of Purpose, mm-hmm. which I want to hear a bit about before we get into all the questions. Do you mind sharing about it? Sure, sure. I just, um, it was right around when COVID hit. So I thought what better way to bring hope than to bring some like, encouraging and inspiring messages and interviews so that's truly why i started heart of purpose so that you can live with a heart of purpose every day and it spells out hope i love it oh it's just so positive but yeah you guys really are just i think i mean you're personally one of my favorite couples simply because you really didn't you're not sellouts Charlene does talk about you guys quite often. But, you know, I mean, it does happen with a lot of couples. They change yeah. and they kind of chase the limelight. And I really love how yeah. you guys pretty much went on TV, found each other, and then went back. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what we did. And that's exactly why it worked. It's amazing. You met, you met on TV the way most people would meet just at a bar. That's true. That's yeah. true. And that's very, I, I think they're kind of almost one of a kind. I mean, it really is the way it should work frankly, right. when you don't have yeah. all the other yeah. bells and whistles. 25 dudes. <laughs> one Always, yeah. Okay. Standard protocol. Okay, so we're going to start off at the very beginning. We're going to go all the way back to 2013. Oh, my. <laughs> what were your first impressions of each other, and how have those changed, if at all? Yes. Well, I mean, the first impression, so, you know, all the guys are, like, all dressed up in suits and I don't know. It makes everyone feel kind of stuffy. (laughs) I don't know. Like for me personally, I want to see guys in like their everyday clothes. Mm -hmm. So that's why the first night was always kind of tough to really get like personality. Um, But I loved, he did the cutest intro where he got down on one knee and then 
um, he just said, what did you say exactly? I already forget. It was 2013. Uh, <laughs> I told her I wanted to get off on the right foot. Oh, yeah. Good. Nice. Like, I've done to tie his shoe. And so I thought that was really cute, but um, I didn't get to see his personality really unfold until like throughout. I feel like on the show also, like he's really quirky and funny and witty. And I feel like the show just took his like serious side and like the romantic side, which is great, but they, we didn't get to see a lot of Chris on the show. Um, you know, it's, funny. it's funny when people say that about your season because this this is I mean I'm a little embarrassed to admit this but I did watch your season and Chris not to make you uncomfortable but you were my crush on Desiree's season oh cute and <laughs> you're like what I've never heard about this <laughs> yeah it's just funny like as I actually thought you were hilarious and I agree he didn't get the airtime I think that he deserved, especially considering he won. And that's a story for another day. But I can see how you just sort of would want more, especially considering it's supposed to represent your love story. Yeah, totally. I feel like they kind of just took more of the drama, which, I mean, granted, it's TV. They're going to do that. Um, They're going to take more of the drama than more of the, like, normal conversation that Chris and I were having. You know, I feel like we were kind of like, he was my friend from the get-go, and that really allowed us to walk through each week like a normal couple and not just thrown into like, you know, how, you know, the show, Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the greatest, I think one of the greatest episodes that you didn't get to see a lot of, you didn't get to see any of it was when we were in uh, Madeira, we had a almost a two hour boat ride to and from the oh, day. Yeah. None of it was wow. filmed. Wow. And that is like some serious, like just bonding time. Like we had like four hours of just talking and hanging out. And I mean, granted you're on a yacht, you actually got to, we actually got to talk and no one really disturbed us. So that was, yeah. an, that was an awesome date because it was less about the message in the bottle, throwing it off of this like remote Island. Right. And more about the fact that we yeah. actually got one-on-one time. That's mm, actually wow. really rare. Don't they That's usually... Was, I sounds so strange. I thought they were just on top of you all the time. Well, I was about to say, yeah. normally when there are no cameras, don't they sort of discourage you from even talking to each other? Yeah. So there was a lot of wind too, though, because we were going fast. Mm. So I don't know if the camera game... I, I don't know if the camera game would have really worked that well, but... Mm. Loophole. You yeah. don't know. You uh, got ahead of that fantasy suite private time, which is... Yeah. You know, <laughs> Okay, so Chris, your first impressions of Des, and then how those have changed, if at all. <laughs> um, so, leading up to the show, I had dated right plenty of, and it was that was fine. Oh, but I, plenty. Well, whatever. Anyway, Everybody. so um, I knew what I was looking for going into the show, and not having talked to her before, like she fit the mold of what I was interested in, right? Yeah. I had a little bit of background. And then as I got to talk with her, I was like, gosh, this is exactly someone, and like you said earlier, but this is exactly someone I would walk up to at a bar and talk to and hope it'd work out, right? And then we start to, then we would actually get into conversation and I mean, I was interested. So I knew, I knew probably like, I think it was like three or four episodes in a couple dates and I'm like, okay, I could, I could make this work. I could try and make this work and see if it, you know, is something that, yeah. Would last. She was way more calm than I was. Um, 
she was driven. She knew what she wanted um, in both relationship and life. She had already had all that set up where, well, I mean, you knew what you wanted to do. You knew where you wanted to be. Crazy enough, she she had always thought she would be in the Northwest. And then she came to the Northwest. So that kind of just, you know, clicked. But, and she was beautiful, right? She is beautiful. She's still beautiful. Thank you, babe. Uh, and she paid attention. So one thing that was really cool too, um, on the show was, um, I didn't need to be taught. So I group dates, right? Like I didn't need to be talking to her, but I, she and I both recognized each other, right. we knew we were each other were in the room. Mm-hmm. So that was like that. Um, what do they call that? Um, I don't know. Like talking, but you're not, um, but you know, you're there. A cute. I don't know, you're paying attention to the um, person, but you're not necessarily in that conversation. Whatever. Yeah, There's you're a, sort of like, I get, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, and that's actually pretty special for you to feel that way, even in that setting, yeah. Chris. Yeah, but that's a, that had to do a lot with Chris. So he was a former athlete. And I think because of that, he'll say it too. Like he's, he, he can easily compartmentalize. Was able to better. So during the show, he could compartmentalize. So he could be like, this is my relationship with her. This is my relationship with the guys. And this is my, re- this is her relationship with the guys. Yeah. So he didn't like need to like be all over me because he felt so confident. He would always be the one that could be like in a distance, but he would always look to see where I was. And so we could always connect eyes. And it, it was just always like a, a nice little, like, I see you, I got you, but I don't need to be like throwing myself at you. In that setting, that's particularly refreshing, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So any, no first impressions have changed really none. Oh no. I mean, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm holding you to my question. I want to know. <laughs> okay. I would say that Chris at first, because he was witty and no, actually, I think I, I think it's the same. Maybe just a little. He's a little more type A than I thought, but pretty high strung. He's pretty high strung, more than I thought. But I but I'm so calm, so that's why we work. She she's really hard to teach or be told, tell her what to do. Yeah, you don't tell me what to do. So I'm a bit so like I didn't know that. <laughs> Should have found that out first. <laughs> no, he's trial by fire. <laughs> I mean, you guys are the first couple we've had on that has been together even longer than us. We're at the seven-year mark. And you're also our first couple with kids, so we're very excited about that. Yes. Congrats to you, too. Yes. Thanks. Seven-year itch. I think we're going to make it. just passed it by like two days. Getting over that hurdle. (laughs) (laughs) So how would you say you complement each other? So she's really good at bath time. I'm really good at taking out the trash during bath time. <laughs> no, that's a real thing, though. That's actually, actually a real thing. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real thing. No, I think like what we were saying before. So um, I'm more calm in situations where he can be more high strung. And then sometimes with the kids, I could be a little more like, you know, high strung. And then he's more calm. So it's like his strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are his weaknesses. So. It's pretty crazy how it works out that way. She's normally way more calm with the kiddos. Like, you know, and that's just a product. I mean, 
that's something I'm constantly trying to work. Yeah. Patience. That's that's something I'm trying to work on because works on my mind more than it necessarily should be. So I need to learn to shut it off. And I think a lot of people can relate to that Hmm. or at least someone or maybe both in the, in the dynamic, but yeah. Yeah. And so that's just, that's just my own insecurity that I've got to work on. But, um, Des, are you okay with just, just, I have to walk the trash down like a quarter freaking mile. So it's like, we just moved. So this yeah, is all moved, new to us. So we gotta, <laughs> we were, really? We were, okay. Now we're country folks. So. Wow. A quarter mile for the trash. Uh, it's, He's uh, exaggerating. Well, it's 200, it's 250 paces. I, I paced it out. So it's not, yeah, it's about 750 feet, probably. Uh, strides. Strides. You have a good stride. Good strides. Healthy yeah, okay. strides. You have a nice seven foot stride. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Okay, so the ways in which you complement each other, would you say you were specifically looking for those traits when you were dating? Or did you sort of know it when you found it? No. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, no. I mean, because like, I think when you're, I think when you're dating, or even just like before you meet the one, like you have this checklist of what you think you need. And then when you meet the one, you realize that things that you actually need that you didn't know you needed. Ah, if that that's what sense. you always say. I mean, I think there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. think that there's a, such a difference between like needs and wants. And I think people confuse the two when they're looking. Lust over love too. I think if we're in lust, then we really just only think about the wants and not the needs. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yeah, definitely sure. agree. Although opposites, I always find that when the opposites are in a relationship, it's very lustful. I just think that two people who are opposites often have more of a sexual, there's like a sexual dynamic there. It's more powerful. Oh, interesting. Is that wrong? Do you agree or disagree? I'm sorry. Now I, you, <laughs> well, I, I put you guys on a spot. Now you're basically have to air your yeah, dirty no sex laundry. No <laughs> uh, I would, I'm going to think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, think, I could see how if two people are exact, like too similar. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> then they may be too appeasing. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if you're talking sexually i think they could be like oh are you okay are you okay but it's like <laughs> you're two opposites you're both looking for something right yeah yeah and and yeah. also you're just you're not you know the less familiar you are with your partner the more i find there's a little more sexual i agree energy. like the novelty yeah so so when your partner becomes incredibly familiar i think this you know just naturally this the sexual dynamism goes down a touch but what are you getting at i'm not saying anything <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> familiar are you familiar with me i'll show you something new Uh-oh. <laughs> okay turn the cameras off cameras off and yes you hijacked my my serious question sorry, sorry, to talk no, about sex please I, I always take it to the gutter he That's and my he job. does prepare yourself yeah, i was waiting for an opening i was just waiting i was like come on you can do this you can do that oh here we go all right, go ahead. So were any specific traits that you were looking for that you did indeed find in your partner? Um, he's super thoughtful. I think that's something that I wanted. And he's more thoughtful than I've ever met in a man. So that's pretty awesome. That's a great one. That's good. Yeah. Underrated. It seems too obvious. People don't say thoughtful. True. Really? What do they say? I feel like people talk more in these like broader scales like it's like oh driven it's it's less yeah. about the little things it's like thoughtful is so it's almost overused as a word and as an adjective mm-hmm. yeah you almost overlook it it's almost like a given but it's actually not a given no not at all especially 
having been pregnant and having had young, you know, babies, like you need a man who's going to be thoughtful because I, as I'm taking care of the babies, like he would be like, Oh, does she need water? Do you need food? Are you comfortable? And so, you know, it's like, those are the things that actually matter when you're in the trenches of it, um, Mm -hmm. over being like, I don't know, super hot or something. You're still super hot. Yeah, no, he's super thoughtful. Super (laughs) thoughtful. He meant super thoughtful. Just keep it there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, with, uh, thoughtful's, uh, cousin is forgetful too. So I do still forget things. He does. Yes. (laughs) He has a terrible memory uh, too, but it's selective. How about you? Were you specifically looking for, you know, you said Desiree's calm. Is that something you sought or is it something you're like, now that you have it, you're like, oh yeah, I really need that. I would say that I was looking for someone who was a little bit more confident and grounded. Prior to the show, I was kind of all over the place and mm-hmm. she, she totally brings that and she still brings that to the, to the relationship. Like, Grounded? Certainly grounded. Like, oh, that's nice. You, you don't think so? <laughs> well, no. In the like way she you're knows what it, she, yeah. yeah. So from from work, right? She knows exactly what she wants, and she's going to try and do everything she can to, to do it, right? So she's very driven. driven. But but <laughs> but from the fact that, like, I mean, how many people do you know out of high school knew exactly what they wanted to do, and is and mm-hmm. are still trying to chase that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's her like her mission yeah. right now. Um, it's almost envy inducing. It's a real luxury. Like it just to be, to have that kind of yeah, certainty. You don't appreciate it. Well, and especially in this day and age. Where- no, not, not, I'm not accusing you. I'm just saying there's no way you can fully appreciate that <laughs> without seeing the other side, which yeah, is far more common. Yeah. Typically the, the idea is like a lot of people don't know what they want. And that's totally fine. Right. We've, we're throwing so much information out at us at all times mm-hmm. and how much we can change our thought and, or job hopping every year or two, right? And like, you know, she hasn't fluttered at all from what she wants. She's expanded mm-hmm. on it, but yeah. So I mean, that was very attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's shockingly hard to find that actually. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Des, I hope you appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. I mean, it's things that you don't realize because, like, you know, and when I was in high school, I guess I didn't realize until. Like, you know, late twenties when I had friends who were like 10 years older and they still didn't know what they wanted to do. And so I started to realize like, it's a, you know, it, it's, it is rare. And so I do truly appreciate it. And I appreciate it because I had to work for it. So I, I come from very humble beginnings. And when I was in my twenties, like I was living paycheck to paycheck. And so I think that's a difference to where I can appreciate it because I didn't, I wasn't just given it. You know, like I had to work for it. And so I think there's something to be said about that, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sure. I wanted to be a baseball player in high school. That was literally I'm not I'm not like it wasn't fantasy. It was like, I'm going to be a baseball player. That's my job. So Chris that didn't work. That didn't work he, out. He I'm was so, a. No, I. Oh, were you, that was your sport, baseball. No, go keep. You can keep going now. So it <laughs> I mean, it's it just work it's, out. it's a sad story. Yes, it clearly didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got into a really bad car accident like right in my senior year of high school. And I always used to say like, "Oh yeah, the car accident that was ruined my baseball career." That's the reason. Yeah, it was definitely the reason. Not because I was a 152 pound Jewish kid from New York. I had nothing to do with it. 
But uh, anyway, my point is, is that I had uh, no, no direction in high school. Envious of you. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any direction in high school. I didn't have any she, direction. She just had an idea. She knew what she wanted. <laughs> she went to school for what she wanted. Yeah. And then she's still doing what she went to school for. Like, amazing. What position did you play in baseball? I was a pitcher. Me too. Yeah. All right. Cool. End of conversation. <laughs> that's, that's it. What, like, what was your best pitch? <laughs> uh, slider. Slider. Oh, nice. Slider's a satisfying pitch. Just slices off your fingers. Beautiful. It's very satisfying. Yeah. It is. Actually. That's that. a really good way to put it, actually. Yeah. I read that late break. I had, I had a good slider for like an hour in high school. I remember it was one day I was just throwing at the catcher. I was like, oh my God, I could throw a slider. And like a week later, it was gone. I figured it out. Yeah. It's just, I was too mental. Chris, anyway. you must throw a good Frisbee. Yeah. You throw a Frisbee? I can throw a Frisbee. He can throw, can throw a Frisbee. Yeah. He can play any sport. He's going to no. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's right. He can play. No, no, I didn't mean that. I meant, all right, let's not talk about me. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Okay. Um, I like the way you just like throw the frisbee in there, like. This. Well, I always figured you're so Andy's freakishly good at frisbee, and I assume it's because you were a pitcher. I, I don't know if they're connected, but may, uh, slightly maybe. It's been Andy's his pursuit in our relationship is to teach me how to throw good frisbee simply so that he has someone to play. Charlene, I I am proud to say that I have taught Charlene to be one of the best female frisbee throwers. I would guess in the entire city. What? That's I, no, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like every other girlfriend I've had, like when they throw the frisbee, it like literally goes completely vertical and then just hits the ground like a knife. Like that's the best throw. She's got like consistent, long, perfect throws. It's incredible. Like people in the park stop to watch her. Throw I have frisbee. to admit some of them do stop and look. Yeah. They're just like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to, we're going to move on stop talking about oh, our yeah, frisbee. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> We're all like tired and a little loopy, I think. And it's funny. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to get more into conflict resolution. What was an early hurdle in your relationship and how did you overcome it? Communication, I would say. Um, I love the lack of hesitation with that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like communication for sure. Um, But mainly on my part, which is usually surprising. You know, usually it's like the guy can't like, emotion you know be emotional or communicate but no I actually struggled with it but he um because he's more like like get to the point like very firm and I come from a family that just says anything yeah we always say whatever's on our mind yeah and so I and I've always been sensitive to tone and sensitive to like harsh words but really it's not harsh words it was just like critique Mm -hmm. or you could do this you know like just things that are normal to him were kind of like hard for me to realize that I needed to work on like my acceptance of what he's saying. Not taking it personally. Yeah. And then also working on staying in a conversation when it, when I didn't want to, because I just, my, my response is just, I cry. I have an emotional response to everything. I think it's because I just was never taught how to communicate. Like my parents never fought. I've never, I've always run from conflict. So it's just, um, it's been great. Obviously we're, you know, eight years in. So I've slowly learned to allow some critique in. (laughs) Hmm. I'm still stubborn, 
But um, yeah, so I would say early on, that's one thing that we had to work on, especially because he was in a job that was stressful. So he'd come home stressed. And then I was overwhelmed with everything, you know, like opportunities, which are great, but it was also extremely overwhelming and stressful. So we like, yeah, the beginning, we were both just stressed out to the max. And so that's why I think the communication styles um, were brought to light so quickly because we were both so stressed. Got it. Is that a good segue for my favorite question? Well, I first want to hear, Chris, do you concur or is there another early hurdle that you felt? No, I think that was, I think, you know, the easy answer is, yeah, I agree with that, right? <laughs> like she said, like, I was so open with just saying whatever and she, she wasn't used to having conversation about no. confrontation, you know, and it doesn't have to be bad, like mm-hmm. heavy confrontation, right? Like it's why don't you want to go to the dinner there? Right. Like no stuff like, you know, it's, it doesn't have, it didn't have to be heavy, but anything, it was just more avoiding as, um, as a whole. So we're still working on that, but yeah, I would say so. That's a great early hurdle. Sorry. Yeah. Those are just things that are ingrained in you, you know, from however you were brought up or even past experiences or maybe hurts or pains or, are things that you've experienced that kind of affect the way you communicate. And um, so, yeah, it's things that you have to, like, I didn't know I was stubborn (laughs) until him. And so through that, I learned, okay, this, what are my triggers? Like, and, and then why, why am I being triggered? And so I could like go back to like my childhood or even like, so many things of why I am the way I am. So then I could reflect and work on those things. Not that I like worked on them right away, but I'm like, you know, it's a process. Here's two things. Um, but we both need things to work on. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's conspicuously quiet over there about the things he needs to work on. I think uh, <laughs> the first, ah, shoot, I forgot the second thing. The first thing I was going to say is that it was so noticeable tonight when we were playing outside with the boys, like Asher is so um, similar to her in that he does not want to be told what to do. And and he's four and he's already like, don't tell me how to do it. I'll do it myself. I'm like, you're not doing it right, bro. Like you're just not doing it right. Like I need to show you. And then his two year old brother's over there, like hitting a golf ball in the air. And he, he's, but he's so, so what my point is so different. Yeah. My point is like, that is totally coming through like she was she's you know she does not want to be told what to do right she wants to figure it out on her own and she's going to come to the conclusion on her own which is totally cool like that doesn't matter like, just independent yeah she's independent. but it's totally in our son it's totally in our little one of our little boys yeah it's crazy yeah and the other one bites his brother shithead <laughs> but. but Des, that's a good point i do feel like You know, coming to terms with those things about your own stubbornness, for example, or the fact that you don't necessarily want to confront conflict head on, you know, you sort of want to leave the conversation. Sometimes it's the right relationship that does make you come to terms with it because that's the relationship you're not going to just leave. Yeah, totally. Well, in past relationships, we were both passive. Oh, I know. And so I didn't have any room to really discover my weaknesses because we were both just too like too passive Mm -hmm. so he's not passive and so it was really forcing me to like see things in myself that I had never 
wanted to see, maybe. <laughs> oh, do either of you have siblings? I have yeah. a sister. I have two have sisters. Two sis- yeah. All right, so I don't, gonna, I don't know if this is going to relate or not, but like, you know how like you talk, well, depending on how strong a relationship you have with your sisters, right? You may talk to family differently, more candidly or more to the point, right? Like, because they're family and in some, some of the times you, you may take it for granted, right? You'll say something you're like, oh, they'll be fine. It's family and they're close enough. They'll forgive, right? Does that resonate at all? Absolutely. But if it sure. Yeah, definitely. You're not on your best behavior because they're family. You don't need to be. Right, right, right. Sometimes like, to a fault. <laughs> to a fault sometimes. Like, I feel like our relationship is 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 um similar in that like i feel like i can just say whatever i want and i think that you have to be careful sometimes with that even you know with a spouse or with your significant other because you still want to have that um you you want to be able to say whatever you want but you want to still be able to do it like i don't care what they're about to think or say right is that so so instead of treating her like a sister or a brother where i'm like Oh, whatever. She'll just, she'll absorb it and then forget about it or forgive it. Like you have to, you have to be cognizant of who you're talking to. Respectful. Respectful, cognizant of who you're talking to. And like, I think there's still some boundary with a spouse compared to like. Yeah. Oh, I so agree. I could not agree more Mm -hmm. because it's not unconditional love. It's a friend who's, it's a friend and family. It's not someone you just got stuck with. Yeah. And you can, you can swear to your mother or whatever. We can treat your sister rudely or whatever but they're always they're still going to be family you. Yeah. yeah you yeah. really can drive someone away by not sort of tending to that relationship yeah i 100 yeah, agree there has to be a higher level of respect between spouses it's interesting and there a good is point. between family i mean it's kind of sad i mean you can treat your family kind of like shit and, <laughs> and they treat you like shit and it's like oh we're, we're fine <laughs> hey, we're working on things we're working on that too but... <laughs> Okay, do you want to ask your favorite question? My favorite question. It was just a good segue, I thought, earlier, but I wanted to know how you guys fight. What's your fighting style? He's a bull, and I'm like, I don't know what. Sometimes I'll just be like, uh, so, so, you know, we're in an argument, whatever. I'm like, all right, let's, you don't want, you don't want to keep talking about it? Like, you don't want to talk about it anymore? No, I don't want to talk about it. Well, it's not fine. It's not going to get, it's not going to get solved if we don't keep talking about it, right? Like, I just like, condescending, which makes it worse. Oh, uh, um, so <laughs> honestly, yeah. um, so, so what's the, like, okay, let's talk like it's a bad fight. Do you go to bed angry? Is that something that's okay? Okay. No, I would, I would say Chris is as he can be zero to 60 real fast over like something. I'm like, dude, chill. But, um, I'll say even if we do get into it, it's like, he'll always come back around after he's like calmed down and mm-hmm. he'll say, I'm sorry, usually, because if, if it, depending on what it was about, but he's pretty good about like, I think we're both just good on reflecting and not holding on to things. Mm-hmm. I think I guess I can hold on to little things and then out of nowhere I'll blow up and he hates that. Inventory. Uh, I yeah. was <laughs> Even the not. ledger ledger it's the it's ledger keeping a we ledger talk about the ledger yeah and we were talking actually we were talking with a marriage and family the therapist marriage, yeah. and she was 
we were talking about how it's just key to keep a short one. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have like a, like a, it's like the Dead Sea Scrolls ledger. It's like, oh, well, now that we're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually I feel like it's the other way around. Like the woman is more like, this bothers me in the moment. I'm going to say it right now. Right. And like, I don't know, maybe this is based on my own experience, but that's yeah. interesting, Des, that you're the one that sort of files things away and then you, it takes, like suddenly a straw breaks the camel's back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I don't do good with like conflict in the moment because I am a thinker. So like, I have to be like, wait a second, like, what? Like, why? Like what you said, like, I have to kind of analyze it in my head and then come back with like how I feel about it. Hmm. That's reasonable. Don't think I don't file things away. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing the long game. Wait till like 15 year mark. He's going to dump it on you. Yeah. Um, you know what? We there was a therapist who called it passing the salt, where like, like you're just so happy. It happens to so many couples that probably you know all those Instagram happy couples, and then like ten years down the road they just divorce out of nowhere. It's like they're saying like, "Honey, will you pass me the salt?" And then someone just blows up and is like, "No, I want a divorce." You know. <laughs> Something simple triggers. Yeah. yeah. That totally makes sense. So, so generally speaking, you guys resolve conflict pretty quickly and peacefully is what I'm hearing. Yes. I think with kids, the thing, the problem is that your day to day is just groundhog's day. And so, you know, we don't take, I, I feel like maybe most parents, I mean, hopefully other parents can relate, but like you don't take the time to talk about things because every day is just like a cycle and, you're busy and like, I mean, put the kids to bed. It takes forever. And then by the time you're tired, you got to do a podcast about something that bothered you. You don't, you just want to go to bed. Yeah. That's a great segue into the kids thing because people were like, we want a couple with kids. People wanted a couple with kids. It's kind of amazing. We haven't had a couple. I know. I don't know how that cookie just sort of crumbled that way. It just did. That really just adds a whole other dynamic. And it, it, it sounds like it does even end up affecting how you how you fight or how you even have these interactions because I'm sure things seem sort of irrelevant or just not worth it. Yeah. I would say a lot of the things mm-hmm. to be honest, because it's like if you have a screaming kid or a screaming baby or or like you haven't gotten a full night's sleep in a year, like you're kind of just not worried about the little argument you had the night before. <laughs> you're kind of like just tired. Maybe just someone's tired. thinking about it. Well, yeah. you're not, probably thinking about it, but just, <laughs> you're just less inclined to talk about it or, right. you know, that can be unhealthy. If you, if you start talking about, if and you start, ledgers. you know, <laughs> thinking about what I'm saying, like, that could be unhealthy if you carry that on too long. So you do have to talk about mm-hmm. things and we do, but you can definitely get into the routine of the day of, Kids can be Groundhog's Day for sure. Yeah. You know, morning breakfast, get them out, get them back home, bath, mm-hmm. get them to bed. You're waxed. You're either going to work or you're going to try and find an hour or two to hang out, yeah. right? Yeah. Another thing, too, with kids, um, I would say, especially for Chris, um, it was noticeable, and he'll admit it, but you don't know how you're going to be as a parent until you're a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have a crying baby that, doesn't want to be soothed by anything that you're doing. It's very frustrating. 
And so, and then it's, it's frustrating on top of it's still crying. The baby's still crying. So it's, you know, it just causes so much tension if you um, don't just like surrender to it. And so the first few weeks of Chris being a dad, it was a rude awakening. I feel like for you. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. so you, yeah. So not just the first few weeks, it's still a rude awakening. Um, <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm, I would say that getting over the selfish part of, you know, I am, what I want to do versus like what I should be doing. Right. Mm. I mean, that's just hard. I mean, when you're, when you go from doing whatever you want, going wherever you want, eating whatever you want, drinking whatever you want to like having to think about like, all right, I have three glasses of wine or tonight. Mm. That's probably going to put me over the edge. And that's going to suck in the morning. Right. And I'm going to be a dick mm-hmm. possibly maybe four. I don't know. <laughs> but depends on how many glasses of wine. Anyway, but like my, yeah, I, I went from being more selfish to trying to tone that back. Yeah, if it, well, also he's sensitive. He's like sensitive to noises. Oh no! <laughs> so having a baby didn't really help that. Um, and so his it's just the quick, you know. So we both. I feel like babies and kids. Um, when you're parenting, it can cause um, like tension i think so just day to day but it's not like crazy tension where you can't get past it it's really like the silly stuff like you didn't pack his diapers you know like that type of stuff yeah um or like or one parent usually the mom i'd say because we do know what's best for the children no um (laughs) but we typically are like on a schedule because we are either breastfeeding or we just know like what will work so that the baby sleeps at night or all of these things. And so if the dad or like, if Chris would like take, this is like in the beginning, second child, I was like, whatever, I don't care. The <laughs> first child, it's like, he would go out with his, like the, he would take Asher with, with him wherever outing, maybe with his friends. And then really? like, I'd be like, you need to be back by this time because he's going to be hungry, you know? And I need to like, breastfeed or something and then he'd be like an hour late so it just causes that type of tension where you're just like annoyed more so than like was that a rude awakening like were you guys was that a different dynamic you weren't used to that kind of perpetual micro irritation with your spouse well yeah from my perspective is like it's gonna be fine right like he's gonna be fine and there is so much to be said about routine with especially a young kid Mm -hmm. Um, baby, right? There's so much to be said about routine and it's important. Um, it gets really, it can get really annoying because it takes, it changes your day-to-day life, right? Like your friends that don't have kids and you want to hang out with them, right? So you you figure it out, you bring your kid with, but they have to be eating at this time because we, I would say we did a really good job. We did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, Oh yeah. We, I'd say we did a good job, like bringing our kid with us. Like having our kid into our life rather than Mm -hmm. just, we still stuck to a routine. Um, I mean, we know people who literally shut it down for like two years. Yeah. Nope. Six, 10, two, six. (laughs) Like, and yeah. we're not, and if you can come over, great. If you can't, no, we great. T- no, we, we would let our kids like nap in the, but it was definitely hard. Season. I mean, there would be times hundred percent. She'd be like, you need to be home. And I'm like, we're checking out or like, <laughs> you know. Okay. So on that topic, because a lot of people did, I, you know, I, I teased that we were having a couple with kids and like, do you have any specific questions around that topic? Mm-hmm. Again, this always does come back to your relationship. Yeah. So 
uh, how have kids improved your relationship and then in the ways in which it's become more challenging? It's I feel like you've sort of given us the more challenging bits. Yeah, we've given them more challenging. But, you know, there's something to be said, like when I get to watch him with the boys, you know, it's like a different kind of love. It's like a endearing and sweet. I don't know. It's it's really special. Or when you see the kids and you're like, oh, that's Chris's trait or Mm. he's totally Chris, you know? (laughs) So that part is really fun. And I feel like that kind of brings you closer when you can, especially when you can um, see your spouse or your child and not just as the grumpy old man he is. (laughs) But you can really be like, you know, I, I see these aspects of Asher and I'm like, huh, I want, like Chris might think that way. So I need to be a little bit more, um, understanding or when he does this or, you know, I feel like there's certain things that you see that you maybe understand more about yourself. Ooh. Yeah. My example would be when, interesting. I mean, even tonight, right? Like we're, we're trying, the problem is the sun's up forever. Yeah. And like we face West and the house is just light for way too long. I can't darken the house. So we literally put them in the rooms and close everything. And it's like seven 30 and you're like, Just go it's nighttime. But, Don't look at the light. It's nighttime. Don't believe it. Trust me. The sun's right there. Yeah. You see it. <laughs> um, but she's reading books. We're all in the bedroom together, but like both boys are like up with her snuggling with her. Right. Like those moments are super special. Um, and, and sometimes if you like just, sit and take that in and like completely forget about work and your day and you appreciate um how much like they love her and she loves them in that moment right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. like it's not about oh no they're not gonna oh no they're up too late it's like just enjoying the moment i think being in the moment is hard as parents but the more we can do it the like softer we'll be like to each other you know, would you say that having kids has actually made you be more in the moment, even though it is harder? Yeah, and more I would say so because you don't take things for granted. Like we won't take a date night for granted anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if we get a night, we're like, all right, we got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it makes us more intentional with our time and how we're going to spend it as husband and wife. And then it's also like, I don't know. It makes you also talk more because you have to be on the same page with the kids too. So I feel like you do have to be talking more because you have to be communicating. Um, yeah, we still, everything. Yeah. yeah, we definitely still, I mean, we're still working on that regularly, right? Yeah. Like she says something to the kids, I say something different. Uh, you know, you can't <laughs> say that because I just said this, right? Like that happens still yeah. regularly. And yeah. I mean, that's a lovely answer. It is lovely. Yeah, I've, I, have a weird, I have a weird question um, for for you, Des. Yeah. Do you ever? No, actually, sorry, it's for Chris. <laughs> I just real, I was I was just it's late. I'm doing the math. I'm like, who was this question for? I figured it out. I'm really smart. So uh, okay, it's for you, <laughs> Chris. Do you ever get jealous of the love that Desiree gives the boys? Versus the love she gives you or that she used to give you before you had kids. If I, I don't know if I phrased that right, but you do. You, no, I, I feel like that's a classic single or not a classic question that a person without kids would ask. Yes, I, I know. But that's why I'm asking. I'm just curious for a guy, a friend. <laughs> no, no. Okay. That's not even a 
no, no dynamic whatsoever there. No, well, I mean, one, I'm not the jealous type. I wasn't, and I'm still He's not. never been. So I wasn't. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, get a little jealous. Well, you, <laughs> on the show, I wasn't jealous. And so maybe that is it, but I could, mm-hmm. but to answer your question, no, I don't see her treating the kids and um, think, gosh, I really wish she would. I think it's actually... my hair. <laughs> <laughs> put me to sleep at night. You know, honestly, th- I think that question though can go the other way too. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially now, cause our kids are so young, especially when they were younger, they like, I would say from ki- kids until they're like five, they're like mommy's boys, they're mommy's girls because we nurture them, you know, like, and we're constantly the ones for comfort or, but then dad is the one to play. So dad's like the best friend. But, um, so I think the other question you could ask is if like, if dad's or um, if you would get jealous of the boy's attention being away from him and, more on me because mm-hmm. I feel like that was something that was new too you would realize like oh the like with like soothing a newborn or soothing a baby in general like typically the mom's going to be able to soothe because if they want like milk or they're just used to that warmth of the mom mm-hmm. and so it was hard because he couldn't really connect with the baby until they're like smiling at him or Mm-hmm. saying daddy you know mm-hmm. so it's it's a little bit harder i think this is my perspective but i feel like it would be harder for dads i'm gonna add to that yeah because i'm speaking for you Go for well that. yeah it you know you can everything she said someone could relate to that right and like maybe feel a sense of jealousy or you can also realize that's your time to go work out go to the mountain <laughs> now do think because you can't do yeah. anything. You literally that's can't. And, right. and that's where you're like, I can cook you dinner. I can make you breakfast. I can Uber Eats, right? Like, I can f- fold clothes, but, like, you, that, I can't do that, right? <laughs> that's yeah. where the thoughtfulness comes in. The thoughtfulness comes in. But he he still has selfishness that, he you know, he'd rather be, like, golfing. I than, definitely ski. You uh, ski a lot. Yeah. yeah, probably about 20 times when, our, when Asher was one. Yeah. Nice. Season one. Yeah. Skied a lot. I didn't <laughs> ski once this last year. Yeah. Golfed a lot. But I didn't ski once. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. As moms, like the moment I mean, I think I always knew it would be like this, but I don't think I knew how hard it would be, like how much you sacrifice as a as the woman just because you carry the baby for nine months and then for three months your body's recovering. And the baby needs you constantly. And usually you're the one that has to wake up because if they need to feed. And I mean, we have a two-year-old that still only wants me because he plays with my hair. I can't so, put him down. So That's hard. actually sad. Yeah. I can't Is that why you're down. growing your beard, Chris? <laughs> just like, just, will you just acknowledge me, Xander? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, could be, that could be hard, certainly for the mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you say is the most unexpected change in your relationship after having kids? I'd say maybe the lack of time you spend together. You know, but that could also, it depends on your family around you, right? Like, if you've got parents who are just like, when can I watch your kid, right? Mm-hmm. That might be a different yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the majority probably does. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people, the lack of time that you're actually initially focusing on each other. Yeah, that's why it's really important to find a sitter. Like, because we're, we're near his parents, but they also run businesses. And so they're very, you know, driven um, in doing that. So they'll watch the boys, but... Well, they also went through round one with my they, sister. Yeah, like, they've they been, helped raise yeah. my sister's kids. So like, yeah. His mom know, has the, been around babies for The natural for progression life. of us having kids is yeah. like... Well, you're round two, like, oh, yeah. And they still help, but I think the answer would be, in my opinion, would be, yeah, time. the time with each other at the beginning is something that you, you don't expect. Yeah, you can't appreciate yeah. until you, you're in it. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it also stems from just being tired because um, you didn't sleep the whole night before, and then you finally get the baby down, and you just want to sleep. It's a long game. Right now, hard. <laughs> Down the road when they're, you know, playing ball or, or piano or whatever, no, you watch honestly, it and you're like, yes, honestly, that's even, the long game. Well, even in like a year, even in a year, it's going to be great. Like, you know, we'll have even more time. Yeah. I, I, everything's in seasons. Mm -hmm. I just give season grace she to know that. that. Yeah, I say that a lot because we're in a season. And so the moment that, I mean, they grow like weeds. So in a year, like we'll probably have even more time together and then more time. And it's also how being intentional with that time. So like making that time mm -hmm. a priority. Yeah. I mean, that's it's the winter answer. season. It's been the winter for a while. It's been the winter of your discontent. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, I love that expression, Des. I, I do agree about the seasons thing. And I think it actually applies to just even your own chapters sure. in your life. Yeah. Is there something that you guys do to actively work on or maintain the health of your relationship, especially with kids in the picture? So is there like a reset button that you rely on? Something that we can, that we actively do to kind of know. Keep it together. Not. I was just say date nights, but you do mean like a resource or? A oh, a reset button. Like just something you do to like, just get on the same page or, I mean, and if, if you don't have an answer, it's totally, it's totally fine. I can ask the other question. Well, I was going <laughs> to, I was going to ask, um, when you have, I want to know what your date nights are like. Is it like, are you like, just like raging or just like, I let's, would. let's just talk about like, <laughs> okay, he's raging and you're, you're not. So he's just like wasted, like another thing. And you're like, oh. how is it different than bef the before time, so to speak? Like it's limited. It's limited with the sitter. That's the part okay. that's the most is like, like no it's three hours yay you know like right. i want to like be able to like enjoy my time you know yeah let loose. i still enjoy it obviously but it's just different because when you don't you know when you don't have kids you your time just, is whatever. whatever we'll sometimes be specific with like hey you know what we want to do brunch and we don't want to get back until four or three right mm -hmm. so we'll leave and be a, in the middle of the day and we're just out doing things, right? Like, so a couple Saturdays ago, we wanted to go try this new restaurant. So we did brunch. We walked to town. We mm -hmm. popped into a winery. Like, you know what I mean? So like, we're we're more specific with our with the yeah. use of time. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, and then on the on the other side of that, we would uh, we've been in like chaos because where we, we just go to the grocery moved, store yeah, on our date night. Yeah, we <laughs> No, that was also wasn't that though because things were so things were closed and so 
we went on a date and then we still had like two hours to uh, go. we still had like an hour to go and nothing was open we're like we don't want to go home so i was like shoot i can go to target oh yeah oh, <laughs> we've we we don't have kids and we have dates like that <laughs> it's not bad I mean, it's not bad because a free time in target that's the dream it is uh, <laughs> i'm glad someone said it i mean it's true you know what that is? It's like in, you know, those, I don't know, Us Weekly magazines where it's like stars. They're just like us. Yeah, yeah. We just like to spend our time in Target. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, okay, that's a good answer. I enjoyed that. Yeah. This yes. is your rager night, right? We're giving it to you right here. You don't even know it, but you're partying tonight. This is going to keep going and going and going and you're going to get wasted. This is this is a red herring. This is a lure. We're just trying to get you guys drunk. Oh, man. Okay. True or false? When you know, you know. True. Uh, oh, I true. <laughs> sorry. So, You're gonna, when, you, sorry. If you delay the answer, you got to explain well, no, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, but it was different. When you know, you know, yes. But, like, at first sight, no. True or false? Timing is everything. Yes. True. <laughs> yeah. Opposites attract. Mm. True. Science. <laughs> and absence makes the heart grow fonder. Abstinence or absence? <laughs> you can give an answer. Abstinence makes something else grow fonder. <laughs> Not the heart. Another organ. Chris, true or false? Absence. Absence makes the heart true. And I can I can attest to that. Why? Oh, <laughs> just no, in general. Oh, no, I'll go on a, I'll go on a trip with the guys, and then after a while, you're like, "All right, I'm ready to get back." You yeah. Know, oh, that's nice. Maybe, maybe, maybe your friends just suck. <laughs> that's a really, that's really funny, actually. I'm gonna Think about I'm gonna it. Tell them that next time. I'm like, you suck because I want to go home right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's day two of our four-day trip. <laughs> okay, and now it is time for the Dear Shandy Newlyweds game. Yay! <laughs> you guys were pretty funny. I mean, we're all a little loopy and tired, but you guys were particularly funny writing your answers. A lot of, no one will ever know. There's a heavy amount of snark, an unexpected it's amount good. of snark from this couple in general. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that yes. snark. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's level it's 10 snark. Loving. But yeah, Desiree was extremely efficient and mm-hmm. confident. But then was she, she got a little, she got a little shaky towards yeah, she, the end. Towards the end, she really broke broke down. Yeah, I thought. And Chris needed to be explained the game about three times. Yeah, every after every question, he he needed a refresh of the rules, which including is, on totally the fifth it. question out of five. Yes, that's correct. Okay, question number one. Who should we start with? Siegfried. Yeah. All right, Chris. Who is your Male celebrity crush. Ryan Reynolds, and who was the other one? RDJ. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Oh. <laughs> he even gave him from is this a is this a long running relationship you've had with RDJ? Have you seen Iron Man? I, I, I understand. I understand. Okay. All right. Okay, so Desiree, let's see your answer and, and say it as well. Iron, Iron Man. Man. Oh, she got it. Ooh, Very wow. nice. Very nice. Des, you get a point. Yay! All right. 
Des, it's your turn. Who is your female celebrity crush? Um, that was hard, but um, I had to say Margot Robbie. Ah, same. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have. The I same would have crush. said that as well. I love her. I know she's so beautiful and talented. What did you say? I I went vague with the uh, that show set in the 1920s. <laughs> I think Margot Robbie did a show set in the 1920s. Bridgerton. <laughs> Bridgerton. Oh, Bridgerton. Oh. Wait. Someone in there. Someone in Bridgerton. <laughs> nice. Scarlett Johansson is just kind of a last resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a safety. Yeah, a nice broad guess. But yeah. yeah, you did not get that point. No. No. That's okay. No. Good answers. <laughs> we we have faith in that you're gonna you're gonna pick it up after this. All right. Yeah. Question number two, Chris. Yes. How do you take your potatoes, your eggs, and your coffee or tea? Uh, my handwriting is with a children's whiteboard pen. So um, I take my potatoes mashed. I take my eggs scrambled, and I take my coffee or tea no. black. Respectable answers. That's that's my that's kind of my answer. He likes too. some mushy food. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Des. Did you get that? Um, mashed. I put poached. Oh, that's true, actually. Oh, but she got black. She got, so she got two yeah, three. You got, you got it. You got it. But he does like poached I do like poached, better. actually. Yeah, that's a, she knows me too well. I, yeah, I, she uh, knows you better than you know you. Yeah. We never make them, but that's the only thing I order when we go out. Yeah. Uh, Des, you are two for two so far. Very impressive. Oh, Andy, you forgot to make your prediction. I, I could say now what my prediction was going to be. Okay, say what it was going to be. I was going to say three to two, Des. Mm. But I don't, now I feel like a fraud, but now it's like, I, I don't know. Well, it could still be that. Do you yeah. want to change your prediction? No, I, I stand by three to two. Okay, three That's to two. Very honest. <laughs> All right, Des, how do you take your potatoes, your eggs, and your coffee or tea? Um, mashed, scrambled, and with cream. Okay. I was two for three. I said, yeah. I said in the oven where you kind of like, you know, what? square them. Oh, what? what? Oh, like a like breakfast uh, potato thingy. Oh, oh, you mean like scallops? Oh, you mean just you roasted. Know, like roasted. Called roasted. Yeah, like breakfast potato. Yeah, I know what you mean. What and Home, home I did, fries. I did say scrambled and then I did say both coffee and tea with cream. Mm. Very Ooh, nice. Very, very nice. good. Very nice. All right. Redeeming himself. Good. Question number three. Chris, what was your first ever job? I worked at this uh, electrical company as a shop hand, not an electrician. So I just like sweep the floors and clean the trucks. Okay. It's reasonable. Um, but what's the other job? Or landscaping at Evergreen. Oh, I didn't get it. Which is a, or landscaping at Evergreen, which is a local company from McMinnville that I, the town I grew up in. I put build condos because he helped his brother. So, but I guess that wasn't your first job. Kind of okay. Wrong. I was. I mean, a good guess. Yeah. Good guess. Reasonable. I mean, he did do that, but it was just. I remember my later. first job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Des, you're up. What was your first ever job? I was a hostess at Outback Steakhouse. Oh, nice. Yes. That's a good first job. <laughs> Excellent. And and I and I by the way, I stand by Outback, the best chain restaurant 
there yeah. has ever been. Yes. Those, the blooming onion. Mm. Oh, everything. Yeah. It's just almost like a steakhouse. It's almost a steakhouse. I put Texas Roadhouse. Oh, that's okay. Uh, you but did you say hostess? I put, I put waitress at Texas Roadhouse. I, I survey says no. no. If you had said hostess, we would have given it to you. No, if you had said Outback, we would have given it to you. If, yeah, if, had you said waitress at Outback or hostess? If he had said the right thing, and we would have given it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's how it would have worked. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. Wait, let's just confirm. Did you or did you not bring bread to the tables? No. Not a waitress. No. <laughs> That's what you call misremembering, because I totally remember a little bit of it, not all of it. Oh yeah, you were you were in the neighborhood. You, mm-hmm. you yes. get you get brownie points, but you don't get newlywed game points. No, <laughs> they're actually getting eerily close to your prediction at this point. Well, you know, I have a good track record. I was so confident with my answer on that one. Texas. I know he was like going to put it up before I did. Love Texas Roadhouse. All right, question not outback. for Chris. You're stranded on a desert island and you can only take three things. What do you take? I'm going to take my coffee and a cell phone. <laughs> I respect what? both of those answers. And wait, what? you're you're not going to take those th- answers. Uh, sorry, yeah. But you're not going to take three things? No, wait. he's so confident in <laughs> cell phone and coffee that he just doesn't need anything else. Wait, what did you <laughs> <laughs> Your cell phone and what? <laughs> yeah. He's such a badass. He's like, I'm going to desert. Oh, I can get three things? Nah, just coffee and cell phone. You didn't even put three things? No, he's, he's, that's the kind of guy. He's a tough guy. Well, you made Des's job harder then. Des, you need to get one of those two. No, well, he, he, I, I put what he would really take. Um, oh, dear. He would take wine, his computer, and a golf club. Does he get golf balls with the club? I guess so. Just hitting coconuts around? Like, what's going on there? Um, I guess a golf club with some golf balls. Mm. Yeah, that's two things. Oh, uh, sorry. I think, I think, computer yeah. Computer is like cell phone. It's close. Yeah, so that's close. actually really funny. Yeah, computer golf is... Golf. Yeah, just a golf club to smack trees with. So did, did uh, oh, that actually I, I feel might that. be pretty satisfying to have on a desert island when you're really pissed off, just whacking things with a golf club. Why didn't I bring golf balls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it's actually torture to be on a desert island with a golf club and no balls. Chris, you kind of sabotaged Des with that one. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very nice. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, Des, you're stranded on a desert island. Oh, quick, can... quick question. Sorry. Well, you can start again. How how what how are you bringing coffee? Like how is that working? I know you have to brew it. Yeah, you have to bring. I just realized that that's not an acceptable answer because <laughs> you would have to bring a coffee machine. You'd have to have a water distillation machine. You'd have to have coffee beans and a grinder, and cups. Yeah, it's it's not working for me. It's not working. Even uh, though it's even though it's such a good answer, like I'm like, of course you want coffee on a desert island. It's so important. But, but why? It's so hot and coffee's so hot. You're assuming yeah. this island is in the tropics. <laughs> He's on an Arctic island. It's an Aleutian island. Des, you are stranded on a desert island and can only take three things. What do you take? I'm going to take a sketch pad, some wine, and my Bible. So that- okay. Okay, she took advantage of Those all three. Those are realistic so. things. Yeah, think. very realistic <laughs> things. One bottle of wine. Are you taking a crate of wine? You got to take like at least a crate. Really hard time because I'm fairly, I'm, I honestly could live with nothing and be totally fine. 
We'll see after a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right, Chris, did you get that? I put Bible and sewing kit. Oh, sewing kit. He got are gonna, Bible. Are we going to give that to him? He got Bible. Oh, we got you one. Just, yeah. yeah, you just no. need one. You got it, man. But yeah, Chris seemed to really think that we said two items. <laughs> He's so confident. He just doesn't even need the third one. Yeah. And then he got, he was done so fast and was so proud of himself and he didn't even do the third one. There was a lot of like bravado. Yeah. <laughs> then, then in five and two, I mean, and then he threw three at me. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Two, two. Tiebreaker. This is the big, is this the last question? Yeah. Last question. Chris, if you could have Dez's blank, what would it be? Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a synonym for this, <laughs> but her, her, her calmness. Oh, can't you just say her calm? Tranquility. Her tranquility. 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 Oh, that's a good one. I put calmness too. <laughs> so, oh, wow. whoa, that's weird. Damn. That was really impressive. You, okay. I thought that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's just like. So yeah. not only are we both on the same page, we're both illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, calmness works. You could have said comedy. Calmity. That would have been illiterate. <laughs> I think calmness is a word. You're just it making is. words over there. I think calmness, calm might be one of those words like sheep, like a sheep is a sheep and sheep are sheep. <laughs> it's like calm and calm is both the singular and yes. being. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Deep breaths. All right. Des, final question. If you could have Chris's blank, what would it be? I just put detail oriented. Ness. We'll just add Ness to the end of everything. (laughs) Okay. Chris, did you get that? I put type A. So. I mean, that goes. Type A? Are all type A people detail-oriented? I think our survey is going to reject that. I'm sorry, our survey has rejected that. Dang it. Which means, Andy, your prediction was right. Des, you are the winner of the Dear Shandy Newlyweds game. (laughs) Wait. He was fully celebrating. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. Two arms up in the air. <laughs> so stoked. Wasn't I? <laughs> you you did not no. get that point at the I'm end. Sorry. I'm sorry. But we do have some very nice consolation prizes. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, which question are you confused about? Yeah, wh- which one? Were we tied going into the last game? No. Yeah, but then, but then she got you saying calmness, but then you didn't get her saying detail-orientedness. Mm. <laughs> What you're saying is you're explaining the rules on question five again. <laughs> this will be the second. The, the game is a little flawed. I'm not going to lie. It's a little flawed. It's a little flawed. It's not super clear. Yeah. He was celebrating. So yeah. I would say. You know, my favorite part is he was celebrating that hard for a tie. Yeah, that was it. be doubly insulting. Embarrassment. It wasn't even a win. No. No. <laughs> All right. Des, you are the winner. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. Me too. And oh. Andy, you're also the winner because your prediction was right. Yes. That Damn. is amazing. <laughs> I know you guys. 
I know you. I know that you're 50% more into him than he's into you. (laughs) Just kidding. That's terrible. You guys, thank you so much for spending your Thursday night with us. I know you're tired. We're definitely tired, but that was actually really fun. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> fun. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> you guys were fantastic. I had like so much fun. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I just, I don't know where I am right now, but it was fun. <laughs> My favorite part was Chris's celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, what exactly were you? You were celebrating a tie. You really, that was it. You were ready for it. I think he thought we were going into a tie and then he broke the tie without us. Oh, that's even more embarrassing. (laughs) Even more embarrassing. That's exactly what I thought. We are going to set you free. Go to bed. Thank you for joining us. Thank Thank you you guys. Really. Bye. It's great. (laughs) Bye. Ooh. Oh my gosh. They were so Uh, funny. Sorry. I'm just enjoying my ear feeling now. That was good. Well, they were hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> it's good. We should do more like loopy late night <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, maybe that's the conclusion. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll watch this and be like, oh, geez, <laughs> this is not it's, a good move. It's fully possible we're going to watch this and be like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. We would no. like call them and be like, I'm really sorry we're not airing this. This is a disaster. <laughs> they were cute. Yeah, they were good. Talk about a different vibe when a couple has kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but seriously, it was yeah. funny how it's like they're past the point where it's like, I love this about you. I love it's just like they are teammates. Yeah. They're it's like tight. It's yes. Like a, mm, they're like, Yeah, yeah. I remember business. my first impression. Yeah, like I love you, but like it's about like yeah. we're in this. Yeah. It got elevated. In a way, it uh it felt more rooted. Yeah. There's like a really there the stakes have been raised. They're normal. Totally How normal, normal are they? Super normal. Noticeable. In a good normal. way. Yes. Yeah. So fun fact, when I applied for The Bachelor, it was because I thought he was going to be The Bachelor. Wow. Isn't that weird? Wow. It's like, it's just so bizarre how things turn out. This is like an alternate universe outcome. Well, yeah. You could have easily been on the other side and I could have been doing a podcast. I mean, that's doubtful, but yeah, because Reality Steve actually got the spoilers for her season wrong. So everyone thought she would pick Brooks. So when that's really like that moment where you apply for the show, when it was like down to her final three or four or whatever. And they asked me, who would you want to be the bachelor or who, you know, who are you sort of hoping is the bachelor mm. and i said chris and so it's just sort of funny how wow. mm-hmm. imagine that i mean we didn't think in a million years juan pablo was gonna be the one yeah he was a real dark horse i mean he came he came in like seventh right something like that yeah, yeah. but the person that i had a crush on based on her season was actually chris Interesting. i feel weird saying that now but yeah that was the, back in 2013 that's what happened wow now i have to challenge him to a duel <laughs> that's neat yeah neat tidbit all right i think we can wrap there Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of dear shandy if you liked what you heard today you can keep us in business by liking subscribing hitting the notification bell following us on instagram uh leaving itunes ratings Mm -hmm. and reviews and all the things you would do to support I don't know. I don't even know what this was. Like, yeah. if you want to keep hearing a bunch of loopy people talking at 1.30 in the morning, then keep, keep keep listening to Dear Shanty. Yeah. And on that note, I think that's it. 
for it's, this love it's fest. It's bedtime. It is. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.